Um, uh, <laughs> hello, my name is Isaac, and today we'll be reading Percy Jackson and the Battle of the Labyrinth. Let's go. New book. And, uh, yeah. My downloads dropped. You guys left. What are you doing? Wait, actually, if, if they left, they wouldn't hear me saying it. So, thank you for staying. What is it? I don't know. Don't ask me. Um, yeah. New book. Uh, this is way more exciting book. They beat people up a lot more, yeah. And before, like, there's, like, two chapters of battle and, like, one chapter of prep, and that that's not as fun. This one, like, six chapters of... Oh, actually, how many chapters are there? I'll check the chapter names. Um... Oh, what the heck? What the heck? Um... Yeah, so, like, the actual plot starts in chapter 5, I think. No, chapter 6. Page 90 over, out of over 300. So, like, a third into the book, and then the actual, the actual fight is a lot, because they do, like, multiple fights. Yeah. Oh, I have my mic really far away from my mouth. Do you guys hear me better now? Do you guys not hear me when I was talking before? That would really suck. I was having, like, an, a monologue. Now I'd have an inner monologue. Okay, well, whatever. Chapter 1. The Battle of... Che- I battled the cheerleading squad. Squad. The last thing I wanted to do on my summer break was blow up another school. But there I was, Monday morning, the first week of June, sitting in my mom's car in front of Good High School on East 80, 81st. Goody... Goody was this... Big bro- brownstone building overlooking the East River. A bunch of B&Ws and Lincoln Town cars were parked out front. Surprise! Starting up at the fancy stone archway, I wondered how long it would take me to get kicked out of this place. Just relax! My mom didn't sound relaxed. It's only an orientation tour. And remember, dear, this is Paul's school. So try not to, you know, destroy it. Yes, Paul Blofus, my mom's boyfriend, was standing out front, greeting future ninth graders as they came up the steps. With his salt and pepper hair, his denim clothes, and leather jacket, he rem- reminded me of a TV actor, but he was just an English teacher. He managed to convince Goody High School to skip, skip, accept me for ninth grade, despite the fact that I'd been kicked out of every school I'd ever attended. I tried to warn him it wasn't a good idea, but he wouldn't listen. I looked at my mom. You haven't told him the truth yet about me, have you? She tapped her fingers nervously on the wheel. She was dressed up for a job interview, her best blue dress and high-heeled shoes. I thought we should wait, she admitted, so we don't scare him away. I'm sure orientation will be fine, Percy. It's only one morning. Great, I grumbled. I can get expelled before I even start the school year. Think positive. Tomorrow you're off to camp. After orientation, you've got your date... It's not a date, I protested. It's just Annabeth, Mom. Jeez. She's coming all the way from camp to meet you. Yeah, well. You're going to the movies. Yeah. Just the two of you. Mom! She held up her hands in surrender, but I could tell she was trying hard not to smile. You'd better get inside, dear. I'll see you tonight. I was about to get out of the car when I looked over the steps of the school. Paul Paul Blofus was greeting a girl with fezzy red hair. She wore a maroon t-shirt and her ratty jeans decorated with marker drawings. When she turned, I caught a glimpse of her ha- face. 
and the hairs on my arms stood straight up. Percy? My mom asked. What's wrong? N nothing, I stammered. Does this school have a side entrance? Down the block on the right. Why? I'll see you later. My mom started to say something, but I got out of the car and ran, hoping the red-headed girl wouldn't see me. What was she doing here? Not even my luck could be this bad. Yeah, right. I was about to find out my luck could get a whole lot worse. Sneaking into orientation didn't work out so well. Two cheerleaders in purple and white uniforms were standing at the side entrance, waiting to ambush freshmen. Hi! They smiled, which I figured was the first and last time any cheerleaders would be friendly to me. One was blonde with icy blue eyes, and the other one was African-American with dark curly hair like Medusa's. And believe me what I'm talking about. I know it. Both girls had their names stitched in cursive on their uniforms, but with my dyslexia, the words looked like meaningless spaghetti. Welcome to Giddy, the blonde girl said. You are so going to love it. But she said, but as she said, as she looked at me up and down, her expression said something more like, Ew, who is this loser? The other girl stepped uncomfortably close to me. I studied the stitching on her uniform and made out Kelly. She smelled like roses and something else I recognized from riding lessons in camp, a scent of freshly washed horses. It was a weird smell for a cheerleader. Maybe she owned a horse or something. Anyway, she stood so close I got the feeling she was going to try to push me down the steps. What's her name, Fish? Fish? Freshman? Uh, Percy? The girls exchanged looks. Oh, Percy Jackson, the blonde one said. We've been waiting for you. That's in a major, uh-oh, chill down my spine. They're blocking the entrance, smiling in a not very friendly way. My hand crept instinctively towards my pocket, where I kept my lethal ballpoint pen riptide. Another voice came from inside the building. Percy? It was Paul Blowfist, somewhere down the hall. I'd never been, I'd never ever been so glad to hear his voice. The tear leaders backed off, so anxious to get past them, accidentally kneed Kelly in the thigh. Clang! Her leg made a hollow metallic sound like I just hit a flagpole. Ow! She muttered. Watch it, fish. I glanced down, but her leg looked, a, looked like a regular leg. I was too freaked out to ask questions. I dashed into the hall. The cheerleaders are laughing behind me. There you are, Paul told me. Welcome to Goody. Hey, Paul. Uh, Mr. Blowfist. I glanced back, but the weird cheerleaders were had, had disappeared. Percy, you look, you look like you've seen a ghost. Yeah, uh... Paul clapped me on the back. Listen, I know you're nervous, but don't worry. We get a lot of kids here with ADHD and dyslexia. The teachers know how to help. I wanted to laugh. If only my ADHD and dyslexia were my biggest worries. I mean, I knew Paul was trying to help, but if I told him the truth about me, he'd either think I'd cur I were crazy or he'd run away screaming. Those cheerleaders, for instance, I had a bad feeling about them. Then I looked down the hall and I remembered I had another problem. The red-headed girl I'd seen up front was stepping into the main entrance. Don't notice me, I prayed. She noticed me. Her eyes widened. Where is the orientation? I asked Paul. Jim, that way, but bye. Percy? He called, but I was already running. I thought I'd lost her. A bunch of kids were heading for the gym, and soon I just wanted the 343-year-olds all crammed into the strands. 314-year-olds. All crammed into the stands. The marching band played an out-of-tune fight song that sounded like somebody hitting a bat, bag of cats with a metal baseball bat. Older kids, probably student council members, stood up in the front modeling the 
goody school uniform and looking all like, hey, we're cool. Smile, teachers smiled around us, smiling and shaking hands with the students. The wall of the gyms were plastered with big purple and white banners that said, welcome future freshmen, goody is good, we're all family. And a bunch of other happy slogans that pretty much made me want to throw up. None of the other freshmen looked thrilled to be there. Looked thrilled to be there either. I mean, coming to an orientation in June is not cool when school doesn't even start until September. But at Goody, we prepared to excel early. At least that's what Bruchet said. The marching band stopped playing. A guy in a pink strip suit came to the microphone and started talking. The sound echoed around the gym, so I had no idea what he was saying. He might have been gargling. Somebody grabbed my shoulder. What are you doing here? It was her, my red-headed nightmare. Rachel Elizabeth Dare, I said. Her jaw dropped like she, she couldn't believe I'd nerve she, I had to remember her name. You're Percy somebody. I didn't get your full name last December when you tried to kill me. Look, I wasn't, I didn't, what are you doing here? Same as you, I guess, orientation. You live in New York? What, you thought I lived in Hoover Dam? It never occurred to me. Whenever I thought about her, and I'm not saying I thought about her, she just, like, uh, crossed my mind from time to time, okay? I always figured she lived in the Hoover Dam area, since that's where I'd met her. We'd spent maybe ten minutes together, during which time I'd accidentally swung a sword to her. She'd save my life, and then I'd run away, chased by a band of supernatural killing machines. You know, your typical chance meeting. Some guy behind us whispered, Hey, shut up, the cheerleaders are talking. Hey, guys! A girl bubbled on the microphone. It was the blonde girl in the entrance. My name is Tammy, and this is, like, Kelly. Kelly didn't, did a cartwheel. Next to me, Rachel yelped like someone had stuck with a, her with a pin. A few kids looked over and snickered, but Rachel just stared at the cheerleaders in horror. Tommy didn't seem to notice the outburst. She started talking about all the great ways we could get involved during our freshman year. Run, Rachel told me. Now. Why? Rachel didn't explain. She pushed her way to the edge of the stands, ignoring the frowning teachers and grumbling kids she was stepping on. I hesitated. Tommy was explaining how they were about to break into small groups and tour the school. Kelly caught my eye and gave me an amused smile, like she was waiting to see what I'd do. It would look bad if I left right now. Paul Blofus was down there somewhere with the rest of the teachers. He'd wonder what was wrong. Then I thought about Rachel Elizabeth Dare, the special ability she'd shown last winter at Hoover Dam. She'd been able to see a group of security guards who weren't guards at all, who weren't even human. My heart pounding, I got up and followed her out of the gym. I found Rachel in the band room. She was hiding behind a bass drum in a percussion section. Get over here, she said. Keep your head low. I felt pretty city, silly, hiding behind a bunch of bongons. Bongos. But I crouched beside her. Did they follow you? Rachel asked. You mean the cheerleaders? She nodded nervously. I don't think so, I said. What are they? What did you see? Her green eyes were bright with fear. She'd sprinkle, she'd sprinkle of freckles in her face that reminded me of constellations. Her maroon t-shirt, Harvard art depth. You, you wouldn't believe me. Oh yeah, I would. I promised. I know what you can see through the mist. The what? The mist. It's, well, it's kind of like a veil that hides the way things really are. Some mortals are born with the ability to see through it, like you. She studied me carefully. You did that at Hoover Dam. You called me a mortal, like you're not. I felt a p- like punching a bongo. What was I thinking? I could never explain. I shouldn't even try. 
Tell me, she begged. You know what it means, all the horrible things I see? Look, this is going to sound weird. Do you know about anything about the Greek myths? Yeah, like the Minotaur and the Hydra? Yeah, just don't say those names when I'm around, okay? And the Furies, she said, warming up, and the Sirens, and- Okay! I looked down around the band room, sure that Rachel was going to make a bunch of bloodthirsty and nasties pop out of the walls, but we were still alone. Down the hallway, I heard a mob of kids coming out of the gymnasium. We were staring in group tours. We didn't have a long to talk. All those monsters, I said. All the Greek gods, the real. I knew it! I would have been more comfortable if she called me a liar, but Rachel looked like I'd just confirmed her worst suspicion. You don't know how hard it's been, she said. For years, I thought I was going crazy. I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't... Her eyes narrowed. Wait, who are you? I mean, really. I'm not a monster. Well, I know that. I could see if you were. You look like... You. But you're not human, are you? I swallowed. Even though I had three years to get used to who I was, I'd never talked with a regular mortal before. I mean, except for my mom, but she already knew. I don't know why, but I took the plunge. I'm a half-blood, I said. I'm half-human. Half-what? Just then, Tommy and Kelly stepped into the band room. The door slammed shut per- behind them. There you are, Percy Jackson, Tammy said. It's time for your orientation. They're horrible, Rachel gasped. Tommy and Kelly were still wearing their purple and white cheerleader costumes, holding pom-poms from the rally. What do they really look like, I asked her, but Rachel seemed too stunned to answer. Oh, forget her. Tammy gave me a brilliant smile and started walking towards us. Kelly Kelly stayed by the doors, blocking our exit. They trapped us. I knew we'd have to fight our way out, but Tommy's smile was so dazzling it distracted me. Her blue eyes were beautiful. The way her hair swept over her shoulders. Percy? I said something intelligent, like, uh? Tommy was getting closer. She held out her pom-poms. Percy! Rachel's voice seemed to be coming out from a long way away. Snap out of it! I took all my willpower, but I got out my pen out from my pocket and uncapped it. Riptide grew into a meter-long bronze sword, its blade glowing in a faint golden light. Tommy's smile turned to a sneer. Oh, come on, she protested. You don't th- need that. How about a kiss instead? She smelled like roses and clean animal fur. A weird but somehow intoxicating smell. Rachel pinched my arm hard. Percy... Percy, she wants to bite her. Look at her. She's just jealous. Tommy looked back at Kelly. May I, mistress? Kelly was still blocking the door, licking her lips hungrily. Go ahead, Tommy. You're doing fine. Tommy took another step forward, but I leveled the tip of my sword at her chest. Get back. She snarled. Freshman, she said with disgust. This is our school, Half-Blood. We fed on whom we choose. Then she began to change. Color drained out of her face and arms. Her skin turned white as chalk, her eyes completely red. Her teeth grew into fangs. A vampire, I stammered. Then I noticed her legs. Below the cheerleader skirt, her left leg was brown and shaggy with a donkey's hoof. Her right leg was shaped like a human leg, but it wasn't on. Made of bronze. Uh, A vampire with... Don't mention the legs, Tammy snapped. It's rude to make fun. She advanced on her weird, mismatched legs. She looked totally bizarre, especially with the pom-poms, but I couldn't laugh, not facing those red eyes and sharp fangs. Vampire, you say? Kelly laughed. That silly legend was based on us, you fool. We are imposed servants of Hetiket. Hekit. Hekit, never mind. Mmm. Tammy edged closer to me. Dark magic formed us from animal, bronze, and ghost. We still exist to feed on the blood of young men. 
No, come, give me that kiss. She bared her fangs. So paralyzed I couldn't move, but Rachel threw a snare drum at the impostor's head. The demon hissed and battered the drum away. It went rolling along the aisles between music stands, its spring its springs rattling against the drum head. Rachel threw a xylophone, but the demon just swatted that away too. I don't usually kill girls, Tammy growled. But for you, mortal, I'll make an exception. Your eyesight is a little too good. She lunged at Rachel. No! I slashed with Riptide. Tammy tried to dodge my blade, but I sliced right through her cheerleader uniform. The horrible whale she exploded into dust all over Rachel. Rachel coughed. She looked like she just had a sack of flour dumped on her head. Gross. Monsters do that, I said. Sorry. You killed my trainee! Kelly yelled. You need a lesson in school spirit, half-blood. Then she, too, began to change. Her weary hair turned to flickering flames. Her eyes turned red. She grew fangs. She lopped towards us, her brass foot and hoof clopping unlevenly on the band room floor. I'm a senior in Pusa, she growled. No hero has bested me in a thousand years. Yeah, I said. Then you're overdue. Kelly was a lot faster than Tammy. She dodged my first strike and rolled into the brass section, knocking over a row of trombones with a mighty crash. Rachel scrambled out of the way. I put myself between her and the Impulsa. Kelly circled us, her eyes trying to go from going from me to the sword. Such a pretty little blade, she said. What a shame it stands between us. Her form shimmered, sometimes a demon, sometimes a pretty cheerleader. I tried to keep my mind focused, but it was really, really distracting. Poor dear, Kelly chuckled. You don't even know what's happening, do you? So in your pretty little camp in flames, your friends make slaves to the lord of time, and there's nothing you can do to stop. It would be merciful to end your life now before you have to see that. From down the hall, I heard voices. A tour group was approaching. A man was saying something about loading... Locker combinations. The impostor's eyes lit up. Excellent, we're about to have company. She picked up a tuba and threw it at me. Rachel and I ducked. The tuba sailed out of her heads and crashed through the window. The voices in the hall died. Percy! Kelly shouted, pretending to be scared. Why did you throw that? I was too surprised to answer. Kelly picked up a music stand and swiped the row of clarinets and flutes. Chairs and musical instruments clashed on the floor. Stop it, I said. People were tromping down the hall now, coming in our direction. Time to greet our visitors. Kelly bared her fangs and ran for the doors. I charged after her with Riptide. I had to stop her from hurdling the mortals. Percy, don't! I hadn't realized what Kelly was up to until it was too late. Kelly flung open the doors. Paul Blofus and a bunch of freshman kids stepped back in shock. I raised my sword. At the last second, the Imposa turned towards me like a cowering victim. Oh no, please, she cried. I couldn't stop my blade. It was already in motion. Just before the celestial bronze hit her, Kelly exploded into flames like a Molotov cocktail. Waves of fire splashed over everything. I'd never seen a monster do that before, but I didn't have much time to wonder about it. I backed out of Bound Room as flames engulfed the doorway. Percy? Paul Blowfist looked completely stunned, staring at me from across the fire. What have you done? Kids screamed and ran down the hall. Fire alarm wailed, ceiling sprinklers hissed to life. In the chaos, Rachel tugged my, on my sleeve. We have to get out of here. She was right. The school was in flames and I'd be held responsible. Mortals couldn't see through the mist properly. To them, it would just look like I'd attacked the helpless cheerleader in front of a group of witnesses. There was no way I, I would, could explain it. I turned from Paul and sprinted down the broken band room window. I... 
sprinted for the broken band room window. I burst out into an alley on East 81st and ran straight on into Annabeth. Hey, you're early, she laughed, grabbing my shoulders to keep me from tumbling into the street. Watch where you're going, seaweed brain. For a split second, she was in good mood and everything was fine. She was wearing jeans and an orange campafla t-shirt and her clay bead necklace. Her blonde hair was pulled back in a ponytail. Her gray eyes sparkled. The way she looked like she looked like she was ready to catch a movie, have a cool afternoon, hanging out together. Then Rachel Elizabeth Dare came, still covered in monster dust, came charging out of the alley, yelling, "Percy, wait up!" Annabeth's smile melted. She stared at Rachel, then at the school. For the first time, she seemed to notice the black smoke at the ringing fire alarms. She frowned at me. "What did you do this time? And who's this?" "Oh, Rachel, Annabeth, Rachel. Um, she's a friend, I guess." I wasn't sure what else to call Rachel. I mean, I barely knew her, but after being in two life-or-death situations together, I couldn't just call her nobody. Hi, Rachel said, and she turned to me. You are in so much trouble, and you still owe me an explanation. Police sirens wailed on FTDR Drive. Percy? And that said coldly. We should go. I want to know more about Half-Bloods, Rachel insisted, and monsters, and the stuff about the gods. She grabbed my arm, whipped out a permanent marker, and wrote a number on my hand. You're going to call me and explain, okay? You owe me that. No, now get going. But I'll make up a story, Rachel said. I'll tell them it wasn't your fault. Just go. She ran back towards the school, leaving Annabeth and me in the street. Annabeth stared at me for a second. Then she turned and took off. Hey, I jogged after. There were two imposi. Imposi. I tried to explain. There were cheerleaders, see? And then they said camp was going to burn, and... She told a mortal girl about half-bloods. She can see through the mist. She saw the monsters before I did. So you told her the truth. She recognized me from Hoover Dam, so... You've met her before? Last Winster, but seriously, I barely know her. She's kind of... She's kind of cute. I, I never thought about it. Annabeth kept walking towards York Avenue. I deal with... I'll deal with the school. I promised. Anxious to change the subject. Honest, it'll be fine. Annabeth wouldn't even look at me. I guess your afternoon I guess our afternoon is off. We should get out of here now that police will be searching for you. Behind us, smoke billowed from the Goody from Goody High School. In a dark column of ashes, I thought I could almost see a face. She demon with the red eyes laughing at me. Your pretty little camp in flames, Kelly had said. Your friends made slaves to the Lord of Time. You're right, I told Annabeth, my heart shrinking. We have to get Camp Half Blood. We have to get to Camp Half Blood. Now, and that was chapter one. If you do comment on my um, on the podcast Podbean dot com or go to the, or download the app Podbean, search up my um, podcast. Uh, yeah, comment there. If you do comment, uh, I'm recording this before the same day. Usually, I record it like the same evening, like ten minutes before, um, and then. Um, yeah, but now I'm recording this, it is, at the moment, 5.30pm on a Monday, so, yeah. If you do comment, then, but you're probably not gonna, because I haven't got a comment in, like, six months. Yay! Okay, um, bye, I guess, but see, see what I mean? Like, it's already way... More like ac- action. They they've already tried to 
they already killed Tammy or whatever her name was, and then the, the but um, Ke- Kelly's not dead. Remember Kelly. Kelly is big. Kelly, Kelly mad. Bye.